You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Sonny Ship will be along in just a minute. Thanks for listening to last edition of the episode where we broke down Major Burns committing to LSU and uh, heading off to uh, Baton Rouge to come home to play for the Tigers, transferring in from Georgia. But this edition of the podcast, we are breaking down the new top 247 rankings for the class of 2023 released on Wednesday. Some Louisiana flavor in the top 247, which is looking like a loaded group uh, of prospects again uh, early on in, in this cycle as uh, guys start to emerge. We saw some some states go through spring ball uh, this year, uh, or excuse me, this spring. So I mean, it's uh, it's a group that uh, will continue to emerge as more states play football, more prospects across those states emerge in the summer. Um, but look, the twenty four seven Sports Composite has uh, four five star prospects in Louisiana for the class of twenty twenty three. I'm interested to see how that works itself out. But for the top two four seven. There's big news as uh, one of the in-state quarterbacks in Louisiana made his move into the top 247, and that Zachary, Louisiana quarterback, Eli Holstein, uh, who really showed out at the lead 11 uh, in Indiana, tested really well, um, 469 laser 40-yard dash, a 4-4 shuttle, 42 on the Powerball toss, and a 38-inch vertical leap. He was also accurate and really had a nice amount of pop to his game. And because of that, rises up just outside the top 150 overall prospects in the country. This is a prospect who actually transferred out from St. Thomas Moore, um, where he would have sat behind Walker Howard, LSU's five-star quarterback commit in the 2022 class. Uh, And he gets to play at Zachary, one of the state's powers, has programs like Auburn, Georgia, Georgia. you know, really recruiting him hard. Um, they've really stepped things up. Uh, Clemson is starting to show some interest in, and LSU has an offer on the table as well. And while LSU is certainly recruiting Arch Manning, five-star quarterback out of Isidore Newman, which we'll talk about in a second, Eli Holstein uh, has tons of LSU ties. It's an LSU family. Um, and Sonny, I mean, this is a prospect that if you ask me to kind of pick between the two, Arch Manning or Eli Holstein, I would probably bet uh, Eli Holstein would be the more likely one to end up uh, in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I do think that there's still some, I do think that there's, uh, I'm still hesitant to uh, to really call that and uh, to really get on board with that though. You know, I think that, you know, when I look at, when I look at, uh, you know, at, at how Eli Holstein has come up and how Walker Howard has come up, there's just a lot of parallels and there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, Walker Howard had to sit uh, behind Eli Holstein's older brother, Caleb Holstein, who's now at Louisiana Tech. He waited, paid, you know, waited his time, finally got to, uh, you know, earn the starting gig as a junior at St. Thomas More. 
And Eli Holstein decided to transfer to Zachary, uh, you know, because, you know, as a quarterback, you want the ball in your hands. You want to get on the field. And that is completely understandable. We see it with T.J. Finley. You know, T.J. Finley wants to, you know, he doesn't want to be in a uh, in a three quarterback race. He wants to have a chance to at least be, you know, at least be the backup and, and, and to play to get some some time under center. And I just wonder that when it comes time for for Eli Holstein to sign with the school, you know, how much Walker Howard being at LSU and having a year on him in the uh, in the quarterback room, you know, is that going to come back into play? Is that going to be something that we see that, uh, you know, kind of drudges up some memories from high school? It may not. You know, it there it, it may well not. But. If it if it if it played into their if it played into their decisions in high school, it's hard for me to not think that it could play into their decisions when it comes to college too. Yeah, agree with you on that. And I think part of it though too for me, and and I kind of said that you know more so looking at the two in-state quarterbacks that LSU's really recruiting in 2023 right now in Arch Manning and and uh, Eli Holstein the thing about colleges is that they've got the red shirt rule. So it could create that separation. You know, maybe you see um, Walker Howard take the job earlier than expected and, you know, things pan out really well for him and he leaves early. And then you're, you've got Eli Holstein in a position where he could end up uh, being the guy kind of, you know, wait a little bit longer like Miles Brennan did, but, but still get those multiple years to start. And, and college just is kind of a different game, but um, you know, Eli Holstein very highly recruited, uh, with the spring that he's had now, um, he has an LSU offer and the other quarterback in state, I say other, um, but he is a five-star prospect on the 24-7 sports composite, a top five prospect and the number one quarterback in the country on 24-7 sports. That's Arch Manning out of Isidore Newman and uh, Steve Wiltfong really went through everything with Cooper Manning and, and about their visit plans. And while he's getting to a ton of different schools, LSU is certainly one that he'll probably pop up on campus for, for the seven on seven camp with his Isidore Newman team um, and, and probably check out campus at some point um, just because it's so close, but they have been to LSU. Um, but it does seem like this recruitment is, is taking on a, a national um, trajectory. Like we would kind of expect uh, it doesn't seem like he's tied to Louisiana in, in terms of playing for LSU and, but he, he is a five-star quarterback. He is a top five overall prospect and uh, remains as such in the updated top 247 rankings. Yeah, and, and once again, you know, and once again, and just like I'm not, you know, when I when I touched on Eli Holstein, I'm not implying by any means that, you know, that, that he's scared of competition, that he doesn't want to compete with Walker Howard or anything like that. And the same thing goes for Arch Manning. You're already going to have Walker Howard on campus is, you know, is having that five-star quarterback on campus a year above you, you know, is that going to play into his decision? I don't think Arch Manning is scared of competition by any means either. But when you have quarterbacks, when you have what can, could be considered a crowded quarterback room, you've got Max Johnson going into a sophomore year right now. He would be a junior when Walker Howard would get on campus. He would be a senior when Arch Manning would get on campus. Garrett Nussmeyer, you know, we know he's a true freshman right now. We know what his trajectory would be. And so all of those things, I just think that you have to take into consideration. And when I look at, when I look at Arch Manning, I just look at the, at the recruitment processes that he is familiar with, that he is in tune with. Peyton Manning went to Tennessee, his uncle. Eli Manning, his other uncle, went to Ole Miss. 
his dad, Cooper Manning, went to uh, went and played at Ole Miss before he got hurt in his career and uh, in, in his career ended. Um, Archie Manning, his grandfather, went to Ole Miss, and so with them being scattered around the country too in the NFL, um, you know th- this is a this is a kid, this is a family that is used to traveling, that is used to the used. I guess you could say is accustomed to life outside of Louisiana. And I think all of those things together is what makes his, is what makes his recruiting process much more national. You know, I don't think that he's, I don't think that he's a kid that, you know, we always hear, you know, probably one of the biggest misnomers on message boards is, Oh, the Mannings hate LSU. I don't think the Mannings hate LSU. You know, I I don't think that's the case at all. And from talking to people, you know, from talking to people who some of Arch's teammates, some of Arch's coaches, um, you know, even members of the family, I definitely don't get the vibe that Arch does not like LSU. I think Arch likes LSU, but I think Arch is also, um, you know, his mindset is that he's not going to pick a school just because he likes it. He's going to pick a school that he feels will put him in the best situation to succeed. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of factors that boil down to that. Playing time is one of them. Uh, depth chart is one of them. Quarterback development is going to be a big one comfortable you know how comfortable he is with the coaching staff with the surroundings those are all going to be big things right there and you know while we see some kids who you know who are kind of tied to Louisiana because it's close to home because their family uh, you know can easily get to them I don't think that's going to be a factor with Arch Manning because wherever he goes, I think he's going to know that his family can easily get to him and you know the Manning the, the Manning outreach, uh, you know, it, it is certainly on a national scale because of all the people they know all over the country. So I think all of those things together is what make Arch is what will make Arch Manning's recruitment, uh, you know, a lot more national than we see with some uh, Louisiana quarterbacks. But I, but I, I think that that is going to have a much bigger, uh, a much bigger bearing than, you know, just the old, you know, well, uh, Manning's not going to go to LSU because, you know, we're going to hear that for the next two years. <laughs> and I just oh, think yeah. that it's, I, and I just think that it's something that, that is, uh, you know, that is just not accurate. Yeah, no, I mean, gosh, we've already heard it, you know, 8 million times, you know, on the message board. And, you know, those people will certainly, if Arch Manning doesn't end up at LSU, will be right there saying, hey, I told you so. But, you know, they're going to be very well informed of their decision. And um, he's going to have seen whatever school he ends up, you know, multiple times, been to games, met with the staff and everything like that. So we'll see if LSU could pull a rabbit out of its hat with Arch Manning. I I think it's kind of a long shot at this point, kind of like I alluded to earlier. But, um, you know, still going to be fun to watch him play at least high school football in Louisiana with two LSU commits uh, this year. Uh, in Bo Bordelon and A.J. Johnson. Now, when you look at this state, though, um, Sonny, I, I wanted us to kind of pick out two guys that were, you know, particularly high on ourselves. And so I'll let you lead off here. Uh, pick a top 247 prospect in Louisiana that you're really high on um, in this latest update. 
Uh, you know, a guy, a guy who broke into the uh, in into the top two four seven when we did our March our update on March thirty first was Amarian Miller. Uh, he checked in at number two forty overall. Um, he, you know, with a rating of ninety, which puts him as a four star. And he's, you know, he 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 slips to two forty three in this update right here. But that's not that's not a uh, that's not an indication that that our analysts, you know, feel different about him by any means, because it's common, you know, message board, <laughs> our subscribers and fans don't want to believe this, but it is common for prospects to move up and down a few spots with throughout the core over course of the rankings process, just because other prospects move up, you know? And so, uh, you know, so him going from 240 to 243, I don't think that that is a, that that is a big deal at all. And I think he's a guy that once we see him, once, once we see him in some other camp settings and others get to see him and then he comes out and then he's got a full season to play, um, you know, as, as a junior, I, I think that he's just going to put up big numbers. I think he's going to put up big time numbers. Talk to his coach at a seven on seven tournament, and uh, he coached Terrace Marshall in high school. And he told me, he said, "Look, you know, he said love Terrace Marshall. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be great in the NFL, but." Or Mar Marion Miller, I think he's got more upside than Terrace does. And, and he said that you know the thing that jumped out at him was the quickness that Amarian Miller has, the quickness, the quick twitch, the ability to uh, you know we've we we see we've seen we saw Terrace especially this past season. You know he can go up and get the ball. He can stretch a defense with his long stride. He can outrun guys because he's a long strider. But with Amarion Miller. He said that, you know, he really touched on his ability to, uh, you know, to take a short pass, to make guys miss, and then take it to the house. And so I, I think that that is something that's going to start, that's going to show up more and more. I saw a little bit of it at the seven-on-seven -seven tournament that, um, that he was at. I want to say that was back in, man, I get my month so confused right now, <laughs> back in March. And, um, you know, and, and so he's, a, I, I just think that when his junior year rolls around, you know, and he put up some huge numbers too as a sophomore. I mean, you're talking about a guy that I'm trying to pull up his stats right now, 29 catches for 807 yards and eight touchdowns. Well, when you do the math on that, that's almost 30 yards of reception. And so that tells you right there, but that gives you a right there, a good indication of the explosiveness that he has and the ability to, you know, the, you watch his highlights, you see him take some of those passes, make people miss and just outrun everyone. So he's a guy that I have circled as someone who, uh, you know, who I think will, will move up considerably before all is said and done. Yeah, good stuff there. Terrace Marshall's head coach giving uh, him his blessing. That's pretty, uh, pretty strong. Not head coach, there. <laughs> not head coach, an assistant coach. Okay, but still, but still, someone that clarify spent, that. Still, yeah, exactly. Still <laughs> saw a lot of Terrace Marshall and likes Amarian Miller a lot. Yeah, that'll that'll do as far as an endorsement. And it wasn't here. the special teams coach. <laughs> it wasn't the special teams coach or the offensive line coach yeah. either. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I will it's something is someone who I put stock into what he's said <laughs> i have been think, the kicking coach i just said come on man how much of practice did 
did you watch? <laughs> Wasn't even there. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I'm going to kind of build off that with receiver as well. And someone that 24 seven has, you know, just outside the top 50 in this latest update, you know, again, you, you mentioned the slight movements and in 2023, by the way, I mean, we're talking about adding players that are emerging and playing in spring season. So Shelton Sampson Jr. out of Baton Rouge Catholic who slides down, you know, I mean, three spots or whatever, number 52 overall in the 24-7 sports new top 247. He's somebody that I just love. I think with his size, his athleticism, you know, once that frame fills out, um, we've seen, you know, a lot of big, big uh, schools offer him this spring, Tennessee, Nebraska, uh, and Arizona State are some of the latest ones, but he stacks some offers, you know, early on in his recruitment dating back to 2020 um, and and in fall camp, some of his, you know, tape got out, LSU offered, Georgia offered, Florida Ole Miss. I just think he's got the makings of being uh, an elite SEC receiver. And yes, he's 6'4", 180 pounds. He's got that size that um, is kind of not necessarily in vogue right now with receivers. When you look at guys like Jamar Chase and uh, some of these other guys that have been drafted highly as of late, but I think I think the world of Shelton Sampson, I think he's somebody that with a big um, junior year could move up a little bit more. Um, I'll, I'll say this: I, I saw Derek David or Derek uh, Williams uh, out of Westgate this fall when they played Monroe uh, Neville. Um, in the playoffs and and he did everything. He played quarterback, he played corner, he played safety, he played running back, he played receiver. Um, he did it all. And I think he's somebody that um, has a good case to make in terms of being a five-star prospect in Louisiana, um, basketball guy as well. So he's got that going for him. And I'll round, round out kind of my, uh, you know, ramblings here with saying this. I think Cam Franklin out of Oak Grove, has a chance to end up being a four-star prospect in the long run. He's got some size, 6'3", 185 pounds, um, already picked up an LSU, Oklahoma State, uh, Tennessee offers. Um, so he's starting to pick up uh, some steam in his recruitment. I'm interested to see how his frame develops and see if he can't make a move into the top 247 down the line. But, you know, Sonny – this, this 2023 class, there's going to be guys that emerge. I mean, they're, they're going to come out of the woodwork, I feel like, over the next year or so in these junior seasons and camp season is upon us. So it was good to catch up about the 2023 class and the latest top 247 rankings revealed. You can check them out on go247.com and 247sports.com. If you haven't subscribed for just a dollar for your first month, check it out. We're also going to run a little mini special for you guys to kick off the summer next week. So if you haven't subscribed... You'll definitely want to take advantage of that. So be on the lookout for that. And for now, guys, hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope this podcast kicked it off the right way for you. And we will catch you next time on the Go 24-7 podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow us on the podcast wherever you catch your podcast. So for Sunny Ship, I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening.